brought a tape with one of the playlists that you yeah, were talking about. Yeah, the first playlist I made, Alan. So Groove Shark, which is the thing we, the music medium we use, is no longer around. But I had put a couple of them on tape for Alan. It's like it was some birthday or anniversary present. I actually haven't really listened to them since, but we can find out together what's on them. This one is called Estrogen. <laughs> was the first one I made him. Alan both love Lady Pop. Like, we love Lady Pop more than we love each other. Hey, whatever you guys have the common ground on, that's probably the best part of uh, of being in a new relationship is when the two people can actually find common ground on music and not be at each other's throats. It's very important. Let me see what we got on here. Whoa. Oh, obviously I started with Janelle Monet Dance or Die. Heck, I'd marry me. <laughs> I'm going to a little bit here. That was a hot move. I also made him another one that I don't think he liked very much that had, like, all, like, Harry Nilsson and Leonard Cohen was very chill, and I don't think he liked that one very much. Too wry, too um, I just somber. Think it was, yeah, and I dig that kind of stuff. That, like, pumps me up, but I'm starting to learn that's not for everybody. I don't really think of... So long, Marianne is a pump you up song, but I get where you where you know, you're and at. My mom's name is Marianne, so I'm uh, very careful not to listen to love songs with her name in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually that's an interesting theory, though, because when you're making a mixtape for a significant other, and for full disclosure, I never did that, so I'm thoroughly <laughs> impressed by the chutzpah that one couple can have to do it with each other much less one person for one another unrequited love kind of thing or unreciprocated i should say the fact yeah, that we're both musical freaks so yeah. i feel like that helps Put, like putting songs with the person that you're interested in then i can name uh like for example we were chatting about amy panza if i found a song with the girl's name that i liked I would be almost think it would be too cliche to put on there. Like, oh, no, I can't put a song for her that says Amy. Or like yeah, the... that's true. And Alan made me a playlist right before our first date that he later renamed Super Subtle. Because it was basically just like every track was Jets, Are You Gonna Be My Girl? And it was just a mess. <laughs> like, there was just, like, for how creepy I sound, like, I'm cool throwing myself under the creepy bus. I don't need to get into how creepy Alan was. Like <laughs> Sure. But you know, you, he's not here, so yeah. he's not here to defend <laughs> This is what he gets for not coming on these interviews. Pretty funny. Let me see. Let me see what else we have on here. Ugh. Can't even tell this tape player is so bad. Oh, yes. VV Brown Shark in the Water. Watch out. These are very obscure. I feel so behind the times. When was this tape made, just for the record? These are like 2012. Ah, oh, so. So recent, but we so give recent. you the, we, 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 we give you the pass. There has to be Robin on here. Yep. Um, Jesse J is all over this. Mm-hmm. You're lucky that we give you the pass because you've been on the show before and are all up in the nostalgia tip that we can let you slide with a 2012 tape. I mean, the fact that you recorded on tape, I think, is probably the most admirable part because... I was about to say, I'm like, I know this was going to be most about Alan. I'm like, I actually have something... You do. No, you do. It's a marvel that somebody is recording stuff on audio cassette. Is the fact that you're making an act, you are making a mixtape effectively yeah, after and they 2010. Terrible, but we still used to listen to them a lot. We've really stopped because the tape player, as you can hear, is really pooped out on us. But it's like an old General Electric like box. 
hot mess and I had to like borrow someone else's equipment to make the tapes and buying the tapes was so hard because it was before Amazon Prime. Right. Like if I had Amazon Prime, this whole thing would have been sweet, but not that big of a deal. It all comes down to Amazon, how much Mm -hmm. they control us. Well, wait, so then how many songs are on the tape? You can only fit a certain amount of songs into every tape. It's about maybe 60 minutes, right? Right? Well, I think you're wrong on that, actually. Let me check this out. They, they, I know they've extended time. They have. Like it's 90, 90 minutes. minutes. 90 minutes, um, right. I can't tell if it's 90 minutes each side or just 90 minutes total. But it's I 90 can't minutes tell each side is crazy. are great for everyday recording. Sorry, say it one more time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was just saying Maxwell tapes are great for everyday recording. That's just what they have on here. Absolutely. Um, I actually also have Alan's answer to estrogen on this tape. It's called Sassy Lady Soundtrack. So I was able to fit two of the playlists on there. So it sounds like then you guys were just answering each other via song. It was sort of like a call and response with mixtapes. Except he did not do a call and response to my Leonard Cohen. Terrible. He was such a, it was such a softball. Cat Stevens as much as I do, and that's okay. See, Cat Stevens is very much where you just like you're trying to get the singer songwriters and throw mm-hmm. in all like of you know the '60s, I guess. So it sounds like one of you had like more of uh, the knack of answering with some some of the, like that old classic rock, and then also to counter to it a lot more of the newer variety. Yes, absolutely. And I, I definitely, most of my musical knowledge comes before, I would say, 84, 85 to give you a nice, you know, <laughs> a nicer number. And then Alan's a little bit later. So we're a pretty good matchup that way. He also did a cool thing. I'm just remembering these playlists. He did a cool thing where he did seven different playlists and each one was about a deadly sin, which okay. sounds so nerdy, and Alan is very nerdy. But like, I thought they were badass. I loved. Them. Wait, wait, so wait. Every song was revolving around a seven, de- uh, one of the seven deadly sins. One of the seven deadly sins. What were the songs? I, oh I, my I god! Think we you could have like I, uh, gluttony. Eat it. These were the ones that were like lost in the group shark fire. I, I, Jimmy, I, I listened to uh, Envy and Lust a lot because those were the funnest. What would you think, Jimmy? If for Envy and Lust, if you could think of two songs for Envy and Lust that right off the top of your head. Well, Lust, I feel like, is is obvious, and you could just do any, any sure. song, you know? Like, like Wicked Game. Wicked Game. <laughs> I'm Too Sexy. That's, that's classic right there. Yeah, and, just a huge classic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what you'd like to listen to on a Saturday afternoon. But um, Envy? I don't know. Uh, I was thinking, all I could think of was gluttony. You could do Weird Al, eat it. You're cheating heart. <laughs> you know, you're cheating heart. That's gluttony? No, oh, sorry, that was envy. Gluttony would be like, would be eat it, like you said before. I can't think of anything else. Gluttony? That's hard. Rage was just, like, unreal. I couldn't listen to that one. <laughs> that's, not my, that's not my flavor. It's really not. That's pretty funny. I never personally made a chicken mixtape before i don't think i ever had a taste in music that any of the women i dated had in common but i would just really? yeah i don't think ever um but, oh my god i broke up with someone because i said something offhanded about prince that i didn't like very much i i feel like i had a pretty normal taste in music which i don't know that that actually means anything but <laughs> a pedestrian taste. yeah um but there, i definitely remember in college that i used to listen to a lot of underground rap 
and I would play it. And then the, <laughs> the girls I was dating, they would have no idea. They would have never heard of any of it. And then now, there's a few of my ex-girlfriends where now they only listen to hip-hop. And it was because of them listening to this underground rap that I used to play. And they're like, oh, I can see they're always like posting new things. And they're way more into it than I am. It was just a phase for me. <laughs> I like, think that's one of the cooler things about dating people, though, is kind of stealing pop culture stuff from them. Oh, yeah. I had a girlfriend who was a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, and I totally became one after her, in all fairness. Yes, I don't know. Firefly, which I know is <laughs> leaping over to the television world, but dear Lord, I, I owe him my life. Yeah. Or if you're listening, it's me, Claire. <laughs> Thanks for ghosting on me, boo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's one thing that I feel like I always end up doing, having to culture whatever girlfriend I'm into, whatever TV shows and movies and stuff that I'm watching. Because for me, it's I know I'm a lot more of a movie guy and a TV guy than a music guy. Oh, have you seen this, you know, crazy film in Bloody Blue? And they're, they're always like, no, of course I haven't seen that. And then I'm like, all right, let's just go watch this, like, Korean murder mystery <laughs> To me, I get the distinct feeling that if you and I had ever dated, I would have burnt your apartment down. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, um, my goodness. It's quite possible. I can see this not working. It's quite possible. <laughs> you definitely would have been there and been like, how do you live in a, in a room so small? <laughs> how do I do any damage here? So was the, my old fix. That's always the classic line I get. Is this a room fit for a human? Is this habitable? I have those rooms in Chicago. You gotta. 